Hello and welcome to episode 55, Fish Across the Ponds, Marlin's UK podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me for this episode in the lead-off spot, Lee Dobbs. <laughs> Lee, how are we? I am very, very good. The Marlins are winning. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hold that thought. Dan the man, Dan Healy, also joins us. Dan, how are we? Yes, I am uh, I'm on top of the world, mate. Although, uh, hips hurting a little bit from uh, replicating um, <laughs> the Marlins' hip front pelvic dance moves <laughs> in the dressing room. So, uh, yeah, they're a little bit achy. But, uh, no, apart from that, mate, I'm all good. Wow. I mean, that was... What a what a video. What a video that was. I mean, Aguilar on, the, Aguilar on the moves, VR on the hips. I mean, awesome. Absolutely awesome. I tweeted out earlier, I would love to just have a night out. Us, us guys and Aguilar and multiple bottles of tequila. I think that could be... <laughs> it could be a recipe for absolute scenes. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. What a, what a clip. Um, Rob Newell is on the way. So he isn't here for now, but he will be hopefully as we get into this pod. So um, hopefully he'll join us soon. Guys, what a week of Marlins baseball. I cannot believe my eyes. It is, it's insane. The Marlins sit at 6-1, and one, having been into Baltimore, a four-game series, and absolutely took the O's to the cleaners, sweeping the boys. I mean, I guess it was two two game series, but let's just call it a four four game series. Double brooms, the Marlins off the back of horrific scenes with COVID. They've had to they've had to replace two thirds of their roster, and I mean the roster. Some of the guys, you know, Donnie doesn't even know them. He, but, you know, they're in the game. The bullpen the bullpen had a full refresh last year going into this season and has already had a full refresh going into game four of the season. So, incredible. Lee Dobbs, six and one, the Marlins. Four-game sweep against the O's. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> well, it's just you know, amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I never expect. I mean, we, we said we, we had a... We had a yeah, you know, like a nice start to the year, and how and how we we needed to start fast. But I mean, I, I mean, we've come out flying. Although we, although we are like a week, you know, you're like a week be, behind the others. But yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. You know, I've been a Marlins fan, you know, for for nearly 20, 20 years now. But this this stretch has been just amazing. From from everything that everything that they've been through, as well, is you know, you know, is what makes it bet you know best. You know, like like saying the the, the bullpen is. It's just made, you know, made up of, of names, really. I mean, uh, you know, you know if, if they walked in in the room, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we wouldn't know them. You know, that, you know, you know like you said, several yeah. like Don, you know, <laughs> he, he didn't didn't know them. You know, but but they've all they've all chipped in. You know, they, you know, they they've done well. You know, the the pitching has been what has really won us. You know, you know, you know the series. Mm. I mean, I mean, the, the bats have come alive. You know, sl- slightly, but. On the whole, it's it's been the pitching, but yeah, it's 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 just been been amazing stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Just just on the pitching, um, I'll come to you in a sec, Dan. But on the pitching, mate, just just talk me through. You know, we come to opening day, 
I don't know if you want to call it 2.0, 3.0. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many opening days we, we've had this year, but opening day, let's call it 3.0. Pablo rolls out, and off the back of, you know, pitching into a mattress for, a, you know, 10 <laughs> days or whatever it is, and to come out and deliver that performance was insane. I mean, yeah. for me, we talked about Sandy last week. That was the best we've seen Sandy I think that's the best we've seen Pablo. What about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd say it's, it's definitely up up there with, with you, know, you know his best start ever. Mm. Was was it seven seven strikeouts, two hits, five innings? I mean, he he could have gone got, got more, but but yeah, it, it, it was just just such a good good good, good you, know, you know a good show, and 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 you know and and the next day with Hernandez as well. You know, he 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 was sort of sort of like like the odd man out of. Yeah, like the fifth starter, but he he came in, stepped up, you know, and also delivered, you know, you know, strong showing. What did he have? He had five strikeouts, two hits as well. Yeah, you know, you know one walk. So yeah, you know, just brilliant to you know to see. Yeah, I I agree, mate. And and the thing is, when we strip it back, for. Eliezer to come in, you know, he's the fifth starter. I mean, he's better than some teams' third starters, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, that shows. You know, the you got Pablo, who was number four in our rotation, nominal number four. But I'm I'm telling you, Pablo was an ace as well. He has the tools to be an ace. So, yeah. Anyway, Dan the man. Wow, wow, wow! The sweep, the brooms. Give me your thoughts, buddy. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that I think I I called this. I called a six and one start. All right, I know <laughs> I know that the fixtures have been changed and everything else, but I remember sitting here on our last pod. I think it was our last pod, saying we're going to go six and one, and uh, here we are. So I mean, it's it's been it's been really weird because we've been we've been top of the table in the NL East all week, even though we'd only played three games, and <laughs> even I think at one stage we had. Um, was it Atlanta above us? Yet they was half a game back from us or something yeah. stupid like that. Just crazy times. But um, I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough of what I've seen this week. To be to get off to the start we did, which was already tough enough. Um, you know, beating the Phillies, uh, all the COVID outbreak, having players just signed here, there, and everywhere through the week, to where we was, um, you know, in in quarantine, etc. To come out um, and put. Uh, four past uh, Baltimore like that in those circumstances um, just one of the most extraordinary things I've seen uh, in sport really uh, it goes yeah. that far um, and yeah you're right it's not just how they've come back from that mentally and you know to, to, to go and win four games in any uh, against any team in Major League basketball, uh, Baseball is a feat that's not diff- that's, that's a difficult thing to do let alone in these circumstances mm. and yeah Pablo um uh Hernandez um even Yams last night they've all they've all done a great job the bullpen's been fantastic that's what they've they've won us games as well um mm. I just can't just cannot speak highly enough of what I've seen this week it's been a it's been a privilege to be a Marlins fan yeah well well summarized mate it has it has been a privilege to just sit back and just take this in for what it is and you're right to call the bullpen out mate you know because we've played four games and 
the bullpen really has delivered this shiny new bullpen Mark II. Um, I mean, and, and the other thing, actually, just on the bullpen, there'll be some guys in here that we've picked up or you know, traded for, particularly traded for. I, I really like the, the guy we got from the O's, actually. There'll be some guys we pick up that will just come in. They're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for the jobs. You know, they want to stay. And, you know, all of a sudden, someone could emerge from this group that was never intended to be on this roster. And they may just emerge. Next thing is you've got a brand new, you know, you've got a brand new Nick Anderson that just emerges from nowhere. Um, So the bullpen, I've been tweeting about it all week. The Mike Hill magic show. Absolute, just unbelievable from Mike Hill to get these dudes in and for these dudes to come in and pretty much be lights out. I mean, I don't think it was until the, the third game. The third game, last but one inning, was the first time we conceded a run against the O's. And yeah. okay, I'm going to have to call this out, Dan. You will have people, and I've had people already answering me going, it's only the O's. It's only Baltimore, right? What do you say to them, mate, on that point? I mean, they've just come off, off the back of sweeping the Rays, by the way. This, this is it, exactly. It's like... Ugh. We, we we beat when we beat the Phillies. It was the same. People were saying, "Well, you know, Phillies are a bit. You know, I know they're a better team, but they're saying, well, you know, they're, they're almost close to a reset now.'" And um, so, but we still went there and, and beat them. I, I know that there'll be people that will say it's only the O's, but as I just said there, to beat any team in professional sport, to beat them four games on a trot is difficult. Let alone throwing into every single aspects that has been thrown at us this week you know mm-hmm. players down um taxi uh, squads in any player that you know or see or like that's on waivers taken um thrown straight into an organization where they're probably meeting players a day or two before uh, their new teammates and they're going out and and taking w's so um people that say yeah it's just the o's can yeah can, they can they can stick that back up because uh, um, we, we can only beat what's in front of them and to beat them with those conditions in front of them as well is nothing short of remarkable as I said so well done yeah agreed so let's get into the the offensive side let's pick out some highlights some bits because I think as Lee already mentioned you know the first few games were more reliant on the pitching they were close um, and the Orioles pitched well as well in parts so um and then like uh, you know the, the final game was very different and was back and forth and home runs flying everywhere and uh whatever so just on the offensive side lee who's who's kind of caught your eye i guess what we have had has been um you know a few guys injected into this i.e brinson's back in town yeah. monte's up joycey's in the mix uh, we've got a speed skater olympic speed <laughs> skater in at second base also played third base. Brian Anderson's over at first base. I mean, <laughs> sounds, I mean, what is going on here? How are the Marlins winning games? But offensively, mate, who's who's impressed you, mate, so far? Yeah, I mean, it has been Brian Anderson as well. Mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to be, be be time we we pay him. Mm. He's got he's got got to be 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 due that that deal now. I mean, he, he's car- he's carrying the the, the load. Well, was he hitting? I did make. He's hitting three oh four, eight eight RBIs already, two home runs. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's carrying the side. 
Yeah. And then you've got uh, you know, Ag- Aguilar. You know, you know, he, you know, he's, he's come, you know, as advertised, hitting for, for power. Yeah. And last night, a VR. You know, you're leading off with a home run. You know, your first first pitch, you know, it's, it's just been good. So oh, the, the new guys who've, who've come in actually haven't, you know, like done much yet. <laughs> I think yeah, there's more to come from them, isn't there? Like they, yeah. no one's no one's come in. Hit yet. Yeah, <laughs> they they haven't come in and underwhelmed, but um, no. yeah, the, but there's we, more to come. Let's say yeah, we you know we we are still still reliant on the guys who were there you know, you know already. So yeah. hopefully you know once once Monte's got got his eye in and Brinson can can start swinging, you know you know there's a lot more you know more more to come. Yeah, I tell you one thing that that outfield configuration they they went for last night, it was max speed. <laughs> it was you got you got Mag Sierra in in left, yeah, Monte in center, and Lewis in right. I mean, I you know they knew you know Yams was was on the mound, and we know with Yams it, there's a lot of fly balls. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm not sure I'm not sure Yams had a ground ball out last night. There was fly balls every you know there was it was happening every every out it was insane um and so <laughs> they picked the right outfield config for that one but yes. what speed and i tell you monte he got his first hit he got his first stolen yeah. back but i tell you defensively at center field he looks the real deal in my opinion what yeah, about he, you? he was good and i'd say something we mentioned you know before we came on the orioles had five errors in the series and we had had none so mm-hmm. you know, it shows I mean, and that's you know, that's another thing as well, guys. It's often overlooked, isn't it? Um, where makeshift team, makeshift everything, yeah. you expect, you know, the fundamentals that can fall apart quickly, like fielding. You know that you can see you can see that happening. But for the Marlins to come out with no errors across all of those games, as well, like it, it won't be at the front and center of your mind. But when you kind of look back and go, wow. The Orioles had five errors in that series, and we had zero with, well, like I mentioned, we had a game where Brian Anderson's playing first base. In the build, or after the game, sorry, he said, yeah, I've once played first base in yeah. a, I don't know, a, a, a coastal league game or something, like, as an emergency. Next thing is, he's having tutoring before the game from Don Mattingly about how to play first base. Like, that's what's actually happening. Um, and I tell you, to be fair to B.A., I think it was the first play. It was the first out. I think it was a you know, yeah. dribble at the third base with Alvarez. Underarm zinged it into, into Anderson. Stretching, grabbed it, you know, got the call. Fair play. Fair play. And, and this, is, this is why I'm saying, Pete, that it makes a joke when people say it's only the Orioles because of what you just said there. You've, just, you've got a makeshift team with a makeshift pattern and players playing out of position and never played before and yet they're asked to play there in Major League Baseball games. And people still want to shrug their shoulders at it, and that's why I'm not having it. Yeah, me, me either, mate. I'm not. I'm not having that. I mean, they didn't play well. The O's. They, in in parts, the errors. I think as Lee's already highlighted, the the errors hurt them in in parts, which which they will do. But they pitched well. They didn't hit well, and um, the Marlins though just came up big in the right spots. They came up big, and their pitching and their bullpen was awesome. I mean, Nick Vincent strolled out. It was. That was good, yeah. Wasn't it, mate? Wow. I mean, Vincent strolls out. We're in a bit of a jam. 
Next thing is he rolls a double play first pitch and inning over and, you know, crisis over. And you're like, wow, like that is, that is big nuts. You find yourself celebrating when they get out, when you, get, you see a pitcher get out of a jam like that. I find myself celebrating more with that than when we just get a grand slam or something. It's yeah. just that relief that comes over you. Just this, this, yeah. it's a, a, that, the pitch of the um, batter duel when it's like that, just like the mental duel that goes on. To have the uh, to keep the nuts and to keep that you know, it must be so hot under the collar under the collar, knowing that you're it could go so wrong so quickly that when you you see one of our guys get out of a jam like that, you know I'm I'm touching the ceiling. Oh me, me too, mate. Just we'll we'll come to the bullpen shortly and dig into a few names there. But offensively, Dan, who who else has caught your eye, mate? Yeah, I think it's difficult to look past the, the names that Lee's already said. Um, I think that Aguilar has been been outstanding. I think I don't think there's a game where he hasn't, um, you know, hit or even made made a run yet. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but um, I think that he's uh, and he's still got levels to get to. So he's really impressed me, which is always mm. pleased because they they've been brought in for that reason. You know, that that when when you see him come, that what the team was last year, and it was so glaringly obvious where we struggled. Yeah. Uh, to see um, Aguilar come in and he's been brilliant since day one. VR's now starting to get into a bit of a swing as well. BA's been brilliant, as you've said. That man needs to be paid. Um, even even Dickerson, I think, has come and done 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 quite well oh. as well. So uh, all the new guys, um, I think, have been have been exactly as advertised. So that's been really pleasing. Yeah, yeah, agree. That's I think that's the the wonderful thing that goes back to listen, Mike Hill, the Marlins. They had to address these spots offensively. They went out and got specific guys to, to you know, yeah. take us to the next level. And they've all delivered so far. You know, they, they targeted the guys. They got them in. Um, you know, VR was pretty much given away from the from the O's. Um, they, they pretty much gave him away. Um, Aguilar was a free agent, I think, from memory. Dickerson was a free agent. Um, they paid him, you know, two-year deals. So they had to pay him to get him in. And, and i got to be fair, Dickerson, he's the player I knew the least amount going into this season like I've not really seen much of him but boy that guy is is his play discipline is exceptional was it that what was it in the that game the other day was it about 12 pitches and yeah and he worked a walk wasn't that that was just really good from from a from an 0-2 count I think yeah. from memory as well like his play yes. discipline is, so good. is is unreal and he's exactly what you need in that kind of three spot and you know grind it out get on base and next thing is you then got coming after them, you know, whether it's Aguilar, whether it's Brian Anderson, whatever, um, you know, but, but Dickerson's been the one for me that I've been most impressed by. Aguilar, for me, going into it, I was like, wow, this made total sense looking at it. You're like, the dude's got it. And he also has the personality. And there's a big, you know, big Venezuelan crew knocking around in the Miami, in the Marlins clubhouse and, you know, you can see he's just an infectious character and he's got some dance moves. And so the personality fits. He has the talent. We needed the pop. We've got him, you know, under control now, I think a couple of years. So that Aguilar deal could be, I mean, it's an exceptional deal. I'll come back to you, Dan, just on, on VR. He's a free agent at the end of this season. It's a shortened season. I've no idea what VR's thinking in terms of what he wants to do. But if you were the Marlins, what are we what are we, what are we going to do with him this this year? Are we going to try and extend him? Or is this just the one year, you know, 
in do what you do and gone, flip him at the deadline. I mean, all yeah. options are on the table, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. Um, that's quite a nice thing to have as well because it's still it's still early on. But obviously, as you said, it's a shortened season, so it's uh, it's one of those that you sort of would understand either way. Um, you, 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 as you just said there, all the guys that we brought in have come in to, to fulfil a need and they're doing so. So it would be nice to see, and he seems to have got swung straight into you know the camaraderie and amongst the group, um, as we saw last night. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the um, the uh, like that pelvic thrust, by the way. I mean, we, we, we've got we've got to. Uh, I think there's going to have to be a recreation of that amongst the fish across the pond team. Oh <laughs> lord! <laughs> I can see Lee Dobbs in the in the Aguilar role. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been I've been practicing today. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, I would getting back to your question. Um, I, I would like to see him stay, um, just based on the small sample size that we've seen so far. But um, it's it's early doors. It's mm. if if not, I mean, he's, uh, try and remind me that what's the contract that he's on? Is it is quite sizable? If I remember right, isn't it? He's on ten mil, final year of his deal, ten okay. mil. Okay, so. We'll see. We'll see. I, I wouldn't. I, I'd, I'd like to see him back. Yeah. What What about you, Lee? Just on VR briefly, and then we'll move on. Uh, like I say, I mean, it's early, you know, early doors. Mm. So I mean, you know, you know, it's good to have. So yeah, if we can work out a deal, you know, where it makes sense money-wise, then yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd be happy, happy to have him back on on a two two-year deal or so. You know, you know, and and go from there. Because there's yeah. still question marks over Esan, you know, you know, so far. So, mm. yeah, you know, you'll be <laughs> be worth keeping around. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I love him there at that spot. I mean, for me, there is no, well, there's not many players like him in baseball at the moment. Like the leadoff guy, he he can do everything. Albeit his fielding is questionable, in my opinion. Um, we obviously saw that error on in the first series with the, with the Phillies in, in center yeah. field, we know, we know he's not center fielder. So, yeah. you know, let's, let's take that aside. But, you know, we saw the pop last night and he's, he's switch hitting. So he's hitting last night, right-handed um, first pitch, got into it 15 rows back, 400 feet. I mean, there isn't many leadoff guys that are, are hitting with that power. Then he's, you know, there's other plate appearances. I saw one of them again, can't remember what game it's just been, We've been blitzed with games, haven't we? Can't remember what game. He turned up. I think he'd got himself out to... He'd been out twice on the first pitch, twice, swinging. So he came up, maybe his third at-bat, and went... He basically just had his bat over his shoulder. And the pitcher just pitched a couple of pitches at him. And he was like, I'm not swinging at anything. I'm going to see what you can do. you got to try and get me out. And then um, I think it was maybe a 2-1 count. And he thought, right, I'm coming alive here. And he ripped a double or something. And, you know... Then he's on base. Okay, looks like he can be picked off at any moment when he's on base because <laughs> his lead-offs are, are crazy long. But, you know, he's a stolen base threat. I mean, he can do everything. I, I love him at that spot. When, it, when, the, when the lineup flips, particularly if, you know, one of the guys get on, next thing is VR's up. You're like, okay, wow, here we go. Um, you know, you've got Monte on or Mags or Miggy Rowe before. I, I just love what he gives in that spot. I don't know if we can broker a deal on, on VR. I'd like to because, you know, for me, he's a top player, top, top player. And 
if we can find a way to make the money work, and you know, you know the Marlins aren't going to overpay. They're not going to give him a crazy deal. That's just it's not who we are. So, you know, it needs to be, Jonathan, do you want to be here? Do you like what we're doing? If you do, you know, we'd like you to be here. That's that's pretty much the conversation, I think. So let's see how that goes. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. The other guy I just want to briefly mention, who I've loved, again, under the radar acquisition, but I've loved, is Savelli. I mean, Alfaro goes down before opening day. You're like, holy shit, that's a big, big drop-off for us. Next thing is Savelli's in. He's batting in a three-hole last night. <laughs> Absolute scenes. He's in the three-hole there. And I think he at least had a double. Um, you know, one addition there, Lee Dobbs, on, on Savelli. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's been, been, been good. Yeah, and also, you got to remember, he's catching, you know, pitchers who he's never caught caught before as well. Yeah, you know, and, and his catching's been... Been good, so yeah, you know, you know, like you say, you know, an un- unsung signing. Yeah, agreed. So, guys, let's let's kind of throw out there each of us now a, fra- a favorite moment of of the season so far. I mean, we're six and one. I think I know what Dan's is because he's already he's already gone early with this one. Um, but let's let's go around the houses and, and, and equally I've got some, some to read out from, from Twitter as well on, on responses we've had. So, you know, six and one, the Marlins are playing great baseball in the circumstances. They're playing just insane baseball considering what's happened. So Lee, I'll come to you, you first, buddy. What's, what's been the one moment for you thus far in, in this run? Uh, like I say, it's tough to, to narrow it down, down to one, like, mm. Just as a whole moment, I think it was just that whole Sunday game, just as on its own, like just yeah, the, the, that game against the Phillies, the comeback. You know, we 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 lost half half the team. Team were down, and you know, to come back you know, after being four 0 down in the first, you know, it would have been 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 so easy to just to just throw in the towel. But they they came back. You know, we say home runs. So, yeah, I mean, it's not really a single moment, but just as a as a standout, yeah, you know, for like, the whole season. To you know, it, and it. Shows what you know the team is about. You know that they're they're strong-willed, you know, you're minded, and so yeah, it was just 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 the whole game, you know. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it was 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 just a moment, you know, in itself. Me me too, buddy. On that one, I I came away from that. I just couldn't put that game into words. Um, I mean, it's probably because I used all my words in the in-play runs yeah. uh, commentary that I was doing through that game, which was. Uh, an exceptional experience. If if you guys, if people haven't heard this, um, it's on YouTube. It's um, an MLB UK community thing um, that Dave Shaw is is hosting. Dave Shaw from from UK Phillies, and you know the the format is effectively Soccer Saturday, but on a Sunday about baseball. So you know that's that's the format. And I tell you, it was a lot of fun, particularly because that game was happening, and it was a lot of a lot of sound bites. I've seen a. A four-minute clip of all your your highlights has been. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that yes. yeah, Jack Jack from the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, UK Yankees. Jack um, put put together a montage of of, of <laughs> calls from the game, and uh, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. There was multiple beers that were drunk during that that game, so you know, it, it got a bit loose. But it was it was a lot of fun to do. But you're know, going back to the point. Um, what a game! That's that's my favourite Marlins game ever that I've watched, ever. I was 
I came away feeling emotional about what I'd watched. I was feeling really emotional that they had won in that way. And obviously we didn't quite know how bad it was about to get because it got worse in the media and stuff straight after. But, you know, from what we knew at that time to come out and deliver that performance, you know, you start a scratched, you go 4-0 down and then to come back and win it as we did. And we poured it on the Phillies on that, on that day. It was exceptional. So great call, Lee. Um, and I think just on that one, while we're, while we're talking about it, I think that was Glenn, Glenn Gaffner's call as well. He, he also said just that comeback win in Philadelphia, um, considering all that happened that day, defining moment of 2020, no matter what happens the rest of the way. And I, I, I think Glenn, as always, <laughs> hit the yeah. nail on the head there with that one. So, yeah. right, go on in, Dan. Give us, give us your one. On, I, I think I know what it might be, but... Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, absolutely spot on. With, I'm nodding completely in agreement with what you said there in, in that game. That is the most... Um, the, the most historic game. That's, probably, that's a game you're never going to forget, that game against the Phillies. Um, so, yeah, very, very proud moment. I think that in terms of just general excitement, I thought last night's game was an absolute epic, by the way. I mean, just yeah. backwards and forwards, every innings, it was like, well, you you hit, we'll hit, and, and so on. So I thought that was a fantastic game. But in, t- in answering your question, yeah, my, my favourite just standout moment um, is the is the Miggy Rowe double play that he got. Um, the the pickup was fantastic. The collect uh, steps on the plate, hurdles the, uh, the the man trying to get uh, into into second base, yeah. and then just darts it midair straight into uh, to first base to get the double play, and just made it even better because it was whilst he was wearing his Jordans, customized uh, <laughs> Miami Jordans, with the caption saying uh, that he tweeted out afterwards saying, "I just want to fly like Michael." And yeah. I just thought, uh, yeah, what was already an awesome moment um, was was just encapsulated brilliantly by uh, by El Capitan. So that was my favourite on-field moment. And it was superseded only last night on an off-court moment with the dressing room celebrations last night. Uh, that was uh, absolutely <laughs> awesome. Absolutely awesome. Just complete rhythm. Pelvic thrusting all around <laughs> everywhere. I just, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, what, what, a, what, a, what a week it's been. What a mate. Great summary, mate. And actually, Eli, Eli from Fish Stripes had the same one as you uh, on, on on his favourite moment. So both of you guys, you know, it, that moment, that picture, that image, iconic is the yeah. is the term. It will be iconic, like that Miggy Row image. I'm going to make sure that I I get one on my background here, and um, you know, upgrade upgrade this this background. Get that Miggy Row in. Um, so a couple of others from from the other guys, and I'll round up with mine. So. Uh, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley definitely is a Monte fan. She's come out with just anything good that Monte has done was just you know the answer. Of which with, I mean, the thing is with Monte, sorry to interrupt, is he doesn't even have to do anything good. He's just got to stand there, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agreed. I mean, the dude is out there just looking like a bad man, isn't he? You know, he just he looks insane. Like I. I'm loving, I'm loving Monte's vibe and, and having heard him on the media calls and whatever, he's just a caged animal. He just has got so much exuberance about him and he just wants to do well. That, that I guess, the question that, that Craig Mish puts him a few weeks back, like, you know, what are you feeling? You know, how are you feeling? Are you, are you, you, know, are you ready to be in uh, the big leagues? Do you think you're ready? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, you know, I, th- I think I'm ready. But no, no, hold on. I'm going to rephrase that. I know I'm ready. I was just like, yeah, get this man in this team now. So, 
yeah, Monte, you know, we've already seen the glove. The rest will come. I'm excited to see it. We knew about the strikeouts that, you know, had been there. They are there. But I think for Monte, the, the main thing I've got in my head is try not to just hit home runs. Just get bat on ball like last night. Bat on ball, you're on base because you, you're rapid. So yeah. get on base. Next thing is a stolen bag. You're on second. You know, that's that's the, the flavor. Next thing is, so VR's then in the lineup. Okay, you know, dangerous guy. You've got to pitch around. So anyway, um, so Ashley's all, all up on Monte. And you're right. The dude just looks great. Um, Tommy, our man from from Finland, uh, his his one was was Sandy uh, on opening day and just his ace like performance. And I we've already talked about that. And it was just incredible. Um, and I think the final one, uh, Jonathan Fernley, uh, specifically, he's called out Miggy's game tying home run in the second inning of the third game in Philly. So, again, I think we're all pulling out just vibes out of that, that game. And that series, and I think they'll live long in the memory. Um, and yeah, he, he he went on to say, yeah, losing a rainy a few hours before going four 0 down, a couple of swings later it's four four and we're back in it. So yeah, he's called it right. I mean, you know, exceptional. My favourite so far will be it's a it's a tight one. Um, Pablo's start in general for me, I thought was just in you know, up there. I was blown away by that start, if I'm honest. Um, but I, as you may have seen, I've become, become very excited with Brian Anderson opposite field home runs. That has become that's become my thing now. And so we had one on 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 the in play run session, which got a lot of love. And then to go out and blitz another one in Baltimore over that high wall they've got in in, in right field in in, in Baltimore. Um, that's become you know my thing now. So I think just multiple Brian Anderson oppo with the boppos is is mine. So you know, long long may they continue. And I think ho- hopefully we use that as a soundbite going forward as well. As you know, it, it came out wrong and had too many beers. Like oppo with the boppo is not what you say, but at the time it felt right. But <laughs> um, you have to trademark the uh, holy moly as well, mate. That's become the holy moly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's been some great moments. Um, guys, we go into, you know, this week now is we're still on the road. So that's the first thing. The guys have been on the roads two weeks, two and a half weeks, is it, since we went to Atlanta, whatever it is. We're still on the road now. We're going to New York. We're in New York. Um, and we've got three games against the Mets. And then we've got Two games against the Blue Jays, not in Toronto, obviously, but in Buffalo, which is New York State, I guess. Um, so I look at them games. We're six and one. We've got five games to come against the Mets. They haven't started great. Two against the Blue Jays. Lee Dobbs. Can we continue on on this <laughs> path? Can we? Uh, yeah, we can. I think, I mean, obviously we don't know who's starting. Yeah, many. Oh, it's, it's going to be some ball, some bullpen games here and there. But yeah, I can't see why. When, you know, when it comes comes back around to, you know, to Pablo and then Hernandez and you know, you know Yams. Why? Why we can't we can't match them? I mean, especially the, the Blue Jays. I, I'm confident in that series. I think if we got five games. I think we, I think we can at least go three three and two. You know. Yeah. You know is a good option for us. Mm. Well, I must say, just on that, I think we should probably write one of them off 
which will be the Sunday game, which is against DeGrom. Yeah. So let's let's probably call that one for what it is now and probably say that's going to be a bit of a struggle. But we get the bottom end of the Mets rotation now, today, tomorrow, and then we, we finish up on Sunday Does against DeGrom. that the DeGrom start will be against Pab- Pablo? Well, I mean... Here's oh, yeah, it's a match with our starters. We know... Um, Humberto Mejia makes his first start today against uh, against the Mets. I think he's against Walker. I think is the yeah, starter for absolutely. for the Mets. So Mejia has not pitched above high A, so he's not been in Double A or Triple A. So he's taken the rocket ship straight into the major leagues. Jose um, route. <laughs> yeah, he's taken the direct route. He's taken the Jose route. I like it. That's a good. That's a good call. Um, so. What we don't know is who's on the mound. You know, could Pablo, could you go Pablo Eliezer? And then you've got a day off. I don't, I mean, the, the reality is the Marlins at the moment have only had three starters in their, in their, in their pitching pool. Um, Mejia's come into the pool today and they've optioned Guzman out. So there was talk, is Guzman going to start? He's not, he's, he's back down to the alternate side. So, you know, this is the problem for us guys, isn't it? three of the five starters are gone overnight. And, you know, it's hard to, to replace that. And that's what, you know, we're going back to the Baltimore series to, to bullpen it for, in effect, two days yeah. um, fully was, was exceptional. But, you know, it's going to get tough for the boys. Um, you know, we hope that Sandy, Jose, Caleb, you know, we hope they return quickly. And my sense is that they're going to try and get through this week somehow these five games to come and hopefully have one two or three of them guys back in in for the atlanta series so in, in, interested to see how that plays out um dan three games against the mets with one de Grom plus two against the blue jays how you feeling about them do we roll five, on five and oh five and oh <laughs> <laughs> listen listen I said six and one, didn't I? And where are we? Um, You're now no, saying I'm, eleven and one. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. As, as optimistic as I am, um, <laughs> no. It's, for what you just said, there is, uh, it's going to be a real tough ask. Um, yeah, three of the five starters gone. We had ball penning for a while. Um, but players coming in with, yeah, as I said, nowhere near this sort of experience starting from tonight. Um, I would actually be. I mean, if we can pull off three and two, I'd be thrilled. Um, yeah. I think more. I think more realistically, you're probably looking at two and three through these games. Even that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be um, turning my nose up at, considering the situation that we're in. Um, but who knows? Who knows with these, <laughs> with, with this spirit at the moment and this resilience? Yeah. Uh, it, literally anything could happen. So um, yeah, eleven and one. <laughs> Love it, mate. I mean, if. What I want to see for every game that we we do win, I want to see from your account. I want to see that that gif or that clip, you know, with the pelvic thrust going. That's that's now just the. If there's a win, it's out. That, that is getting used a lot. Trust me, that gif. Good man. Hey, listen, the lineup is out tonight, guys. I mean, Donny has been. Pff, we've gone all sorts of directions on the lineup. I'm just going to read this out to you. You know, I guess breaking news as we're on the pod. Um, so we're in order. VR is playing at shortstop and, and leading off. So you've got VR. Second base then in, in the two spot is Alvarez. 
Corey Dickerson back in left. Jesus is DH in today. Brian Anderson back at third. Joycey in right field. Savelli back behind the plate. So going two days in a row there for Savelli. Logan Forsyth in at first base today. And then Mag Sierra in at center field. So no Monte, no Lewis, um, no Birdie either. Those guys have um, played a bit. So, yeah, there we go. That's that's your Marlins-Mets lineup in game one tonight. Um, hair on the mound. So, I mean, anything could happen. Like you said, Dan, anything could happen with this lineup. So, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what these guys do. The one thing I have liked about what Donnie's been doing, there's a speed guy every time in the nine spot. He, yeah. He's been playing those speed guys in. You know, the idea is if they can get on base in the nine hole, then you flip it back to VR, another speed guy, then another speed guy. That's what they've been doing. They've kind of been back-to-back in speed with the hope you then get to Corey Dickerson, Aguilar, and, and, and Brian Anderson hitting with two, three guys on base that are rapid. That's the formula I think he's going for, which is, you know, exciting. What are the Blue Jays doing this year? I know the Mets have been sluggish. Where, where are the Blue Jays up to? Um, Blue Jays are four and six. Yeah. So they've missed some games too. They've only played 10. Um, four and six. Um, run differential of minus 10, which says, yeah, they're there for the taking, I'd say. So, you know, listen, I'm with you boys. If we can, if we can come out of this 3-2, three, 2-3, two, two, three, we're in the mix. We'll round up, guys, with a playoff percentage update. Um, <laughs> you know, Fangraphs, they're sliding up. The Fangraph percentage of Marlin, the Marlins making the playoffs is, has been increasing, obviously. We've, we've won five games on the bounce. Um, Lee Dobbs, <laughs> what's, what's your percentage that we make the playoffs? I think Fangraphs maybe has it about 16% or something at the moment, but... What's your sense? Considering it's now, what is it, top top two plus the two wild cards, is it now? Mm-hmm. So, it's tempting, isn't it? To, <laughs> I'm going to go as high as 35% that we make the playoffs at the minute. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big jump from fan graphs. I mean, I think those guys know their numbers. We know that, but I don't think they know the Marlins. That's the problem. No. Um, Dan... I know you'll be ahead of 35%. I already know it. <laughs> Smiling ready, look. What's the number? Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to pip over, I'm going to go 51%. <laughs> just so I can say, I think, I believe we've got a better chance of making the playoffs now than not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at the, the NL East right now, Atlanta have won nine games, they're nine and five. Run differential of plus 21. The Braves are playing some good ball. However, they've lost Soroka uh, out the rotation. Big loss for them. Albies is on the, the IL, not COVID-related. So he's he's hurt in some sort of way. I think it's a wrist injury for Albies. It's a big big two players out for, for the Braves. Um, you know, big part of what they do. So, you know, interested to see what how they patch it up. Um we we've won the you know the second most of six games. Then you've got the the Mets at five games, the Nats at four, and the Phillies at three. You know we've all played different amounts of games, but you know even if we have a we I think if we play five hundred ball right now, we get in the playoffs. From now, if we can play five hundred, we'll yeah. be. I don't think 
it's it's likely the Braves will win it, win the division ahead of us. But I think if we go, what is that? That's thirty three, maybe thirty four wins or whatever it is. Thirty three, thirty four. If we get that many wins, we're in, in my opinion. What about you boys? Yeah, I'd say, yeah. No, saying as it's top top two, you know, now it's it, it make it it does make it a bit easier. So, yeah. yeah, I think over five hundred. Yeah, will we'll probably be enough. You know, for for the, for the whole season. So yeah, I think yeah, if if we play play five hundred ball or, or close to it at least, then I'm confident. Yeah, we will at least get a wild card spot at least. And yeah. I'm assuming as well that um, the guys that are out at the moment, once they've been, they, they've seen through quarantine and they're tested, I assume that they are coming back, right? That's the plan. They they yeah. need, you know, we've seen with Juan Soto, that's the precedent, right? It's you need two yeah. consecutive tests, two days in a row, negative, and then then you're clear to come back, I guess. So, right. yeah. So assuming, assuming that all goes fine, and you know, touch wood, and you know, prayers up that it all does for them all, and they come back safely and healthy. Um, you know, they're they're ready, they're firing, they're fit, they're, they're you know they're they're ready to go. So don't sleep on the Marlins. I've seen I've seen today um, Caleb's on I think Instagram um, throwing in his quarantined hotel with a ball in a sock or whatever. So you know Caleb's ready. I mean, he's, he's ready to go. I mean Caleb will be fuming as well. I know he, he had a rough out in first up. He'd be fuming that he he's yeah. not being able to get out there and, you know, put that right. So, guys, I'm going to finish up with my percentage. And I think the Marlins, I think we're in the playoffs this year. I don't need a percentage. I'm going Monte harrison Styley. I don't think we're going to make it. I know we're going to make it. So, this is the year. It's going to, it's going to be a nuts year. Some of these other teams are going to tail away. Um, who knows what happens with COVID. But I just feel like for the Marlins... It's just it's just going to happen this year. This fairy tale is going to take us to the playoffs, and who knows from there. So, you know, let's finish up with that, guys. Um, that's a perfect spot. Lee, Dan, thanks, guys, for joining. A lot of fun talking. Winning Marlins baseball. That's probably the first time we've, yeah. we've been in this position since doing the podcast. So let's embrace it. We'll be back next week, guys, um, with, a, I guess... Maybe in between the, the Mets and Blue Jays or, or partway through Blue Jays series. So we'll see how that goes. But until then, um, thanks again to you boys. Thanks to the listeners as always. And we'll be back very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks.